The Click and Go Travel Podcast, fueling your wanderlust with far-flung, off-the-beaten-track destinations to just across the water and everything in between. Welcome back, everyone. Paul and I will be chatting about Spanish city breaks today. We'll be taking a closer look at Barcelona, Madrid and Seville. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Great. Good to be talking about nice, sunny Spanish cities during the Irish autumn. Yeah, especially today. It's lashing rain. So it would be nice to kind of transport ourselves to Spain to look at Barcelona, Madrid and Seville. Who flies from Dublin to these Spanish cities? So who flies to Barcelona? So Barcelona is year-round out of Dublin, uh, Erlingas, Ryanair and Vueling. Madrid is also year-round out of Dublin, Erlingas, Ryanair and Iberia. Seville is year-round out of Dublin with Ryanair. So plenty of options out of out of Dublin, Barcelona, Madrid, all pretty much served year-round and, and good good air connections. Shannon is more limited. It's it, The city itself of Barcelona is not served. So unfortunately, Shannon is not there. But Ryanair fly out of Cork to both Barcelona and Seville. Great options for people to get over to for warmer city breaks. And yeah. what about the distance to Barcelona from the airport to the city centre? Like if we if we take Barcelona as a city first, like Barcelona is just well, it's the number one out of the cities in Spain in terms of city breaks. Um and the airport is just to the south of the city. It's in an area called El Prat. And it is so easy to get from Barcelona Airport into the city. It's a very short transfer. Um, there's a train station there. You literally get the train from the airport one stop and you're straight on the on the line into the city. So it's, it's very great. convenient and very easy. And you'd be dropped right in Plaza Catalunya or in any of the other or in Sands, the main train station. And you've been to Barcelona, have you? Oh, yeah. It's a great city. It is just... Like it is lovely. If I if I was just to describe Barcelona, Barcelona, like obviously it's it's the capital of Catalonia in yeah. Spain, so it's a, an autonomous region. It's a stunning city. It's quite modern in terms of it's all built on a grid network, and you have the sea on one side and you have the mountains on the other, and the city is effectively squashed mm. between the two. So you have the backdrop of the mountains, and and like Montjuic is one of the mountains to the south of, of, of the, the city. And then behind you, I can't remember the mountain range behind, um, but like literally the city is pinned between the coast and the mountains and it is just spectacular. Yeah, I remember when we went, we were going on Symphony and oh, you right. brought me for a quick, quick spin around. And yeah. It's brilliant. It looks so much fun. It, it, it really is. It's a very vibrant city. Like population for, Madrid, for Barcelona is, is well in excess of 3 million people. Like wow. it's, a, it's a really busy city. It's not overly high rise. Um, like the architecture tends to be uh, quite consistently Catalan Spanish yeah. in, 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 in Barcelona. So, and that fits with the grid infrastructure. It is just gorgeous, you know. So as you were saying, it's not only a great city break, it's really a superb cruise port. Yeah. Probably the single busiest cruise port in the Med. Yeah. Like, pretty much any of the cruises that are travelling on the Western Med itinerary, so between Spain, France, Italy, will embark or disembark in Barcelona or call on Barcelona. And the port is literally in the city. So like, yeah. as a city goes, you know, you have the airport to the south, you have the port almost at the bottom of the Ramblas, and then you have that world-famous Ramblas, which is the street that goes from the coast right up to Plaza Catalunya, about one, one and a half kilometres long. Yeah. Filled with cafes, bars, an amazing local market up near the, the, the Plaza Catalunya end of the Ramblas. Yeah. 
uh, traffic goes. It's not totally pedestrianised, it's pedestrianised in the centre. One tip for everybody. Barcelona is a bit of a pickpocket capital when it All comes right, to okay. uh, to dippers. <laughs> I remember you saying that yeah, to me. So, you know, we would say to everybody, please, you know, like always take care of your possessions, always look after your phone and your wallet and your backpack. But in Barcelona, you do need to be careful. These guys, because it is such a tourist hotspot, these guys are constantly on the lookout, constantly uh, taking advantage of tourists who are taking photographs, put their bag down, put their, their yeah. camera down, put their phone down, do something, you know. So as the city goes, just watch out for the tipper, <laughs> the, the, the dippers, as we call them, uh, or the pickpockets. But otherwise, like what a great city. So yeah. if you come up from the Ramblas, you know, and you're walking up the Ramblas, to the right hand side as you're walking towards Plaza Catalunya is the stunning old city centre of Barcelona. Yeah, we the took, yeah, we took a quick spin in there and it was like it's fairy tale it was just so it's It's stepping back in time. It's like brilliant. It's Generally, if I'm going to Barcelona, that's where I will stay. Okay. I'll stay in the Gothic Quarter, uh, probably not on the Ramblas, but just a street or two in from the Ramblas. And then you you literally have, you know, Barceloneta, which is the coastal part of Barcelona or the sea part of Barcelona, just south of you. You have the Gothic Quarter, you have Plaza Catalunya to the north. You can then explore the Gaudi side of Barcelona with Sagrada Familia and the yeah. Gaudi buildings. You can go shopping in Plaza Catalunya. There's amazing streets just off and pedestrian streets just off Plaza Catalunya for some brilliant shopping. And the Spanish, you know, they are shopaholics. Yeah. You know, it's the headquarters of Inditex, which is Zara, Zara. and Duty, all of those shops yeah. are like... It is just a shopper's paradise. It's a superbly connected city in terms of public transport. So really easy to get around yeah. and to, to enjoy. So even though it's quite a large city, you know, it is it is yeah. very, very doable, very affordable in terms of cost of living when you're there. And the hotels tend to be pretty good value. Probably the more expensive part of Barcelona as a city break is the flights because okay. there's so many reasons why people want to go. There's yeah. so much traffic on that route heavily in demand at weekends in the summer with the cruise product. Barcelona also serves some of the coastal destinations. So again, that little bit yeah. more expensive in the summertime, but, you know, a great destination to go any yeah. time of the year. And it's a great place to like split um, split up your sun holiday even. Like for the likes of Salou, you can go down for a day. Like if you're down in Salou, get up to Barcelona, enjoy it for a day. If you're down in Sitges, get up to, to yeah. Barcelona. The train just runs. It's only a 30-minute yeah. journey from wow. Sitges, uh, which is just south of the airport into Barcelona. And then you have that great mix of having a beach holiday in Sitges and having a city on your doorstep yeah. for, you know, more choice of pubs and clubs and restaurants and, and, and concert venues or, you know, taking a visit to uh, to the football stadium. Yeah. To camp now. You yeah. Know. That's yeah, that's something something Home to see, FC I think. Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. And another great shop there. Like if any if any of the, the, the people listening are, are FC Barcelona fans, like the shop at the stadium is just yeah. incredible. Shop is paradise. Mm. Yeah. And what about the top 10 things to do in Barcelona? What would you recommend? We've touched on a few. So everybody should do the Ramblas, definitely. The Gothic Quarter. Um, Sagrada Familia is un- still under construction. But are they um, saying it's soon that it'll be finished? Is it yeah, the next? They're talking, I think, 26, 27 yeah. that they're going to finish it. And has it been like over 100 years that they've well been? Well over. Yeah. What, 120, <laughs> 140 years. Yeah. Like it is phenomenal. So wow. well worth a visit. Yeah. Well worth going to see and, and something very different. And the FC Stadium for Barcelona is well worth it. I think Barceloneta, which is the coastal part of Barcelona, down near where the kind of marina area is, yeah. 
you just get a totally different vibe down there. Barcelona also has some great beaches. Okay. You know, so the city, the city effectively was transformed in 1992 for the Barcelona Olympics. Oh, yeah. And they invested hugely in their coastal area. They created this stunning new marina. Um, they, you know, brought back the beaches. The beaches were kind of like, Barcelona was a very industrial city along the coast. So they moved that industry more inland and created more, you know, housing and residential areas. And then they worked on regenerating those beaches. Like there's a beach in Barcelona called Marbella. (laughs) uh, And like, it's, it's great for anybody who lives there because they have, you know, wonderful climate. They can work during the day, head to the beach in the afternoon go and get some food in the restaurants in the evening yeah. time. Just, it has to be one of the nicest Mediterranean cities. Okay. You know, out of, out of the lot. It's a really, really great destination to go visit. If you haven't been, go. And if you go, you will absolutely go back. Yeah. And you, you mentioned food. What do you think people should try when they're out there in terms of food? Like there's a lot of Catalan dishes and there's a, there's a kind of a, a noodley type dish called fedua. Not my favourite. I, I don't, I'm not a mad fan of the fedua. Um, but that, that is a traditional dish. Um, if I'm in Barcelona, because it's such a kind of sea, coastal city, I would be saying to people, definitely try the paella. Okay. There's some great restaurants in the Gothic Quarter, um, El Catra Gats and a couple of others, which is like the Four Cats. And don't forget, in Barcelona and Catalonia, they speak Catalan, not Castilian Spanish. Okay. So it is slightly different than what we're used to when, we, when, we, when we're talking Spanish. So they have a very strong sense of their you know, provincial, local, national identity as Catalan people. Um, and there's some great Catalan food, but definitely the paella. And because it's Spain, tapas. Yeah. Always tapas. Have to, have to do tapas. All right. So will we swing over to Madrid? Mm. Same kind of questions. What would the distance from the airport to Madrid be? So Barracas is the is the main airport for Madrid. It's a huge, huge airport because, as you can imagine, Spain has a lot of connections to South yeah. America and other destinations across all of Europe. So you have a, you have a huge population using Madrid Airport. A little bit further out, about 30 k's out. But journey time is very good, between 20 to 30 minutes. Another airport that's really well connected to the city centre. Another city with a superb public transport system. Okay. It was the first time when we were kids, we were in Madrid um, with friends of my parents and it was the first time I did a metro. I was just blown away. I <laughs> got a metro. Metro, wow. <laughs> so public transport in Madrid is great and such an elegant city. Yeah. Um, equivalent to Paris in terms of style and wow. elegance in construction. Uh, mm. Like it, it's the capital of Spain and has been, you know, a capital city for, for quite some time. So yeah. you have these amazingly wide avenues interspersed with great waterfalls and yeah. construction and sculpture. Um, all of the mile markers or kilometre markers in Spain originate from the Puerto del Sol in Madrid, which is the dead centre of Spain. Wow. So when you're on a road anywhere going out of any of the cities, it's always the kilometre distance from there to the centre of Madrid. Okay, wow. It's the highest capital city in Europe. It is the greenest capital city in Europe. It is really warm in the summertime. Yeah. Incredibly hot in the summertime. And that's when the value is, isn't it? That's because cheapest, a lot of that's the, the cheapest time to go. The people from Madrid leave. Yeah. <laughs> but bearing in mind it's the greenest city. You know, there's great outdoor swimming pools. Okay. There's the Retiro Park where you can go boating and just hang out. Uh, Casa de Campo, incredible forest areas, lots you can do. So, yeah. like, I've been there in the summer and it is 
hot. And yeah. we have some of the people who work for us yeah. whose family are from Madrid and they will always tell you about the heat in Madrid in, yeah. in, in the summertime. Cold in the winter, like they're not too far from some of the mountain regions in Escorial and they can go skiing in the wintertime no within an hour's distance of Madrid. I didn't realise that. Yeah. Wow. And you have some great, great uh, close by day trip destinations like Escorial, which is this amazing monastic settlement. Another one that you can do on the train very quickly from Madrid and has now effectively become a suburb of Madrid and was a former capital of Spain is Toledo. Absolutely amazing. But the high speed train now gets from Madrid to Toledo in less than an hour. I think it's 30, 40 minutes. It's amazing. So well worth doing. But that's not to say that there isn't absolutely tons to To do do in Madrid. And and, and not leave the city if that's what you fancy doing. And what would your top tips for Madrid be to do and see? One of the nicest things, and it's right in the centre of the city, like Spain is falling down with palaces. Yeah. You know, it is a a monarchy. royal family, yeah. The royal family and nearly every member of the royal family going back whenever, whenever, whenever had a palace. So you have palaces all over the place. But the main royal palace in Madrid is spectacular and you can visit it. And it is right beside the opera, right close to Puerto del Sol in the centre of the city. And it is next door to a beautifully constructive cathedral that is kind of more modern, old style looking from the outside, but very modern, beautiful um, stained glass windows on the inside. A really, a really lovely spiritual visit for anybody of any religion just to to pop in and have a look. So definitely the Royal Palace. Some great museums in Madrid, being the capital. Obviously, the Parliament is in Madrid and right close to the Parliament, there's an area called, I think it's called kind of like Museum Island. And you have the world famous Prado Museum there. Okay. And close to the Prado, you have the Reina Sofia, which is the Queen Sofia, named after Queen Sofia, who is the king's mother. And then you also have the Thyssen Barmanisa Museum. So you have these three museums pretty much next to each other. Um, the Retiro Park, which I mentioned, is also yeah. in the centre of town. Stunning open air, green space, boating, lakes, you name it. Just gorgeous. We talked about Puerto del Sol, which is the, the, the centre of Madrid, yeah. the very centre of everything in a beautiful square. And uh, the Plaza Mayor, which is their, you know, another historic square. Like it is just, it's a very walkable city. Okay. Whilst it's, whilst, you know, on paper, it's a very large city. As a tourist, you're going to be in the, in the more central part of Madrid. So it's really, really easy to get around. And absolutely, oh, I love it. Yeah. I just love, I love being back in Madrid. Yeah. What would your preference be, Barcelona or Madrid? Oh, um... That's like asking you to choose between your favourite child. <laughs> like I have different reasons for, for, for both. Madrid is very um, personal to us because when we were kids, my my parents' friends yeah. were from there. So we'd be over and back to Madrid quite a lot. Okay. That's where I learned Spanish as a kid. Don't remember too much of it, but <laughs> I was pretty good at the time. Uh, so I have really fond memories of Madrid and love getting back. Barcelona is just Barcelona. Yeah. And then Barcelona is my gateway to Sitges and Sitges, as everybody knows, is yeah, your favorite. my happy place. Yeah. Great. And will we go over to the last uh, Spanish city we're discussing, Seville. Mm. So what about the distance from and the connectivity from Seville to the city centre? So Seville is a very different proposition. So Seville is down in the south, in Andalusia, down in the south of Spain, an inland city. It's on the Guadalajivir River. Okay, It's where, you know, historically Christopher Columbus sailed. You know, he sailed from Huelva and Seville. That's where they sailed. Like it was, it was where they, like, even though it's quite some distance from the coast. Yeah. The ships sailed from there down the river, out across the ocean to the Caribbean and wow. the West Indies. All of this was, yeah. was, you know, 
the output from that. So Seville is a much, much smaller city. Okay. The airport is much smaller. It's only 10, 12 kilometres outside the city centre. It's a fixed fare for the taxis, so it's really good value. Um, public transport is more bus okay. to, to the centre of Seville, but very short journeys, like a, pri- a taxi transfer, less than 20 minutes. Public transport on the bus, probably mid-30, 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. Um, but a much more compact city and the river pretty much runs through it. But the vast bulk of the city is is to one side where the okay. Alcazar is, where the cathedral, um, you know, like the old historical quarter of Seville. OK. And, and home of tapas, by the way. Oh, is it? OK. That's interesting. Mm. And what would be your top tips for Well, Seville? the Alcazar um, and Seville Cathedral. You could spend a half a day. OK. Just in the, the cathedral's in the likes of Granada and Seville are almost like mini museums. Okay, wow. Um, So you can take one of the audio tours, you can get a guided tour, you can do your own thing out of this world. Like it was, we've got to think back to the time that these were built. They were built with, whether we like it politically or not, a lot of the money returning from the empire. Yeah, yeah. So very grand. Spain's cities are just like imperial cities. Yeah. Yeah. so from that point of view, and then you have the Alcazar, which would have been like for that region, they would have had their own ruler, very Moorish influence, um, warm year round. Like Seville, because it's inland in the summertime would be even hotter than Madrid because okay. it's further south. Yeah. It's lower down, whereas Madrid is higher up. Seville in the summertime, we need to say to people, it is known as the frying pan of wow. Europe. Okay. And it is. Wow. Um, so, and I've been there in the summer, but only very, like, for a day or two, you know, passing through. I would not do Seville in the summer. I would absolutely do Seville, you know, from September, October to May. Okay. And even September and May, it can be really, 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 really warm. warm. You don't want to be there June, July or August. Okay. It's, Just too hot. It's it's too hot to enjoy. Yeah. You know, you're getting up early to do sightseeing, to come back and basically hide. and. Yeah, we don't need to live like that. No. Um, and the other piece that is that is worthwhile doing from Seville, like it's it's a well located city, so you can get very close. You're very close to Jerez de la Frontera, where the, the the Spanish riding school is, and you can also get down to the south, and you can get to Cartagena. So depending on what you're looking to do, you can actually tick off a couple of other nearby cities that don't have direct flights, but are worthwhile okay. and very interesting to do. But once again, Seville in itself stands as a city that is well worth three or four nights. A lot of people won't have been, uh, as I say, a great food culture, great nightlife, much tighter and smaller in terms of um, by comparison to Barcelona and Madrid, but still between the Alcazar, the Cathedral, the Geralda Tower, you know, the Barrio Santa Cruz, you have old, gorgeous areas. Just relax, chill, walk through soak in the atmosphere in the wintertime lovely like I've been there in January and it was still a very pleasant not city out weather yeah. but an awful lot more pleasant than frying pan this weather. side of the, uh, <laughs> the country and oh, yeah. the other thing other than tapas flamenco shows are a big thing okay, in, yeah. uh, in, in Seville maybe not everybody's cup of tea we don't all like getting dressed up in the flamenco dress or yeah. seeing them but like it's part of their yeah. part, of, part their of their culture, culture. and music and yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's that sounds great. And you saw Seville as well. You were there for a couple of days. Yeah, we were there. I've been there for pleasure and there for conference and that sort of stuff. So like a really enjoyable city. And don't forget, flights out of Dublin year round and flights out of Cork year round. So we would expect Madrid and Barcelona to have a very good service, which they do. Yeah. Um, and Barcelona is available out of Cork year round. Uh, and Seville is available out of Cork. So, you know, for people who are thinking about or who are living in different parts of Ireland, it's not all about Dublin. It's not all about the flights from Dublin. Yeah. Um, so good options from the south into Barcelona and Seville for anybody looking for a Spanish city break. Yeah. And it's a good time to book now, get away from the oh, yeah. Irish autumn and coming into the winter. Listen, have something the city to forward such to. good value. You know, yeah. like for click and go, all our accommodation is going to be really, really central. We don't feature millions of hotels. It's a very select choice of yeah. hotels right in the city centre, three, four and five star. So, you know, a city break Midweek is going to start at around 200, 220 euros per person based on two sharing. And that includes your flights and three nights accommodation. Yeah. Weekends, you're always going to pay a little, a little bit more, more, maybe 40, 50 euros more if you take in a weekend. Um, but adding on an extra night isn't going to cost you much more. Might only be 30, 40 euros more. And yeah. moving up the stars from three to four to five, like going from four to five star often doesn't cost you much more much than more. 20, 25 euros yeah. a night per person based on two sharing. So yeah. so treat yourself when you go Come to... On. yeah, yeah. L'Oreal, you're <laughs> worth it. Yeah, Great. Thanks very much for all that information, Paul. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to follow us on our social media platforms, we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and on LinkedIn. And if you have any suggestions, please email us at podcast at clickandgo.com. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Jill. Thanks, Jill. Thank Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.